0: Welcome to the LockBoss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now this show is dedicated to all the LockBosses that wanna learn and wanna grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag LockBoss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free and together we will learn, grow, and win. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I tell you what, we're going to have some more fun today because what I want to do is kind of give you some insider baseball and some kind of breaking news along with it here towards the end. You know, it's funny. I do this two part series on the key of, on the history of key blank manufacturers, and a week after they are released to the world, so to speak, um, a major announcement happens. And um, I personally love the timing. I mean, I was laughing. I think it's hilarious because, well, that's just the w- that's just how things work, right? But uh, before I get to that news, I just wanted to take a few minutes and just kind of um, tell you about the process and some of my thoughts and some of the things that I wanted to share in the videos. Um, but I didn't. And I'll I'll tell you why as well. But if you have no idea what you're talking about, you're just listening to this on uh, Spotify or iTunes or something, um, go to the show notes, we'll put a link to the videos part one and part two that are on YouTube. And um, you you can kind of get up to date. Uh, But essentially, I went over the history since about the 1880s up to current with key blank manufacturers, you know, and it's been quite the thing, right? There's been a lot of manufacturers um, come and go. And um, when it comes to USA key blank manufacturing, um, Ilco is by far the biggest and the most storied over the years buying companies. Now, for me, this curiosity about the key blank manufacturers really started in around 2004 2005 i started doing clk supplies and um i was bringing home the ilco book which a lot of times is referred to the Il- the ilco key blank directory i should say and um which to a lot of people is pretty much the um key bible right it i mean when it comes to keys that's the place you go right And so I used to sit at home on the weekends and nights, no joke, just studying each profile of each key and also the part numbers. And at the beginning and and in the back, they have like cross-reference sections. And I was always like, man, where are all of these different key blank manufacturer numbers coming from i mean they're everywhere all sorts of weird numbers star numbers were always like bizarre to me uh i just just thought they were just really weird at the same time i thought their logo was pretty cool i'm like man how come you know star keys aren't made anymore it'd be kind of cool to have star keys and so on and so forth and in 2013-14 i Was like you know what i was talking to a couple different people at ilco and they were kind of telling me about aaron fish and uh that kind of got me curious and i just started doing some googling and um i saw there was this book that he wrote called under lock and key so uh i ended up it was like a little press release i think it was from like the locksmith ledger or something and uh they had a phone number a canadian phone number in there and i called it up and spoke to his secretary and next thing you know she was like okay sir yeah it's uh it was like 80 dollars 80 us dollars and um we'll ship it to you i'm like 80 dollars for the book you know i was like that's crazy now after i re- you know of course shipping costs and the book is huge and expensive to build you know but at the time i was like man uh, how am I going to justify $80 for a book on the history of Unican, right? But I did and I got it. And I tell you what, I loved it. I mean, I was glued to that book, cover to cover. Um, you know, I don't know, there was just there's just something really fascinating about what he did. And that was the book that really kind of changed in my mind a lot of what I how I looked at Ilko. And how I looked at the key blank market, and um, I think all in all, right now, I mean, there's something to be said about you know a bunch of small companies, you know, making keys and all of that stuff, and I think that is good. The one problem I think that we really had for years in the industry, and this was long before my time, um, was like standardization of key blank part numbers. At the end of the day, you know, I mean, even just with the manufacturers that are out there today, it can be so confusing. Now, I understand it's kind of done like that because you want to stick with one manufacturer, but as far as you know, market competition and all that stuff goes, you know, having more standardized part numbers is kind of a good thing. Um, the the interesting part also, when you look at it, kind of like auto, you know, automobile manufacturers, and you look at any manufacturers from the early 1900s. A lot of them were never destined to make it to you know the year 2000 right that's just the way it is and um so even though you know i think there was four companies that aaron fish bought that were key blank manufacturers um he pretty much just bought their assets right they had already um were essentially defunct but you know it kind of is what it is. Uh, You know, Aaron Fish did pass away October first, 2020. And uh, I, you know, I really, really wanted to meet him uh, before he passed away. So I was really bummed to hear those that news and for his family. But uh, so when it comes to some of the information in the videos that I kind of decided to leave out, okay, and I'll, uh, and I'll just kind of hint on each one of them here. And uh, so the first one is the company that Aaron Fish started was unican and that unican stands for united in canada now i know this to be true okay i've been unless there's just like a terrible crazy rumor that everyone's been saying that or a lot of people have said that and it's just untrue so there is a small possibility which is why i left it out of the um videos but essentially aaron fish when he started you know unican center for united in canada right aaron fish was a canadian and so that's kind of a little fun fact of course, you know he had his Canadian um, key and lock supply, um, which, by the you know, I was playing around with those inis- initials in the video a little bit. Thought that was kind of fun. And you know, next something that I found really interesting when I was um, listening, or I should say, reading Aaron Fish's book. Which, by the way, I want to make sure I made like a very important point in that I I don't know if I necessarily made it the proper way, right? The uh, the the key blank history part one and part two, I was trying to tell the story of why Ilco sets essentially the part numbers for keys. And when you're looking for a key, or, a, or you heard of a part number, and you're trying to figure out whose it is, well, almost all roads lead back to Ilco. And that was essentially that's like the 10 second version of the part one and part two. And that's, you know, due to all that. So even though I talk about Ilko a lot, you know, in those videos, and even in this uh, podcast here, a lot of it's just purely because um, of what everything that Aaron Fish had done over those years. Now, uh, an interesting fact that um, Aaron talks about in his book that I think you'll find interesting is that he talks about how you know when he bought Ilco. Ilco was actually a larger business than what um, Unican was, and for that to happen and to get banks, you know, like if think about it, if you, are the you know whatever size of business you have right now, think about buying one double the size and going to your banker and asking for that type of money. Um, that's crazy, right? And although it does happen from time to time, I mean, the amount of faith and trust not only you have to have in yourself, but your banker has to have in you is Pretty crazy, honestly. If you if you really think about it, that's pretty nuts. On top of that, um, another interesting fact is there was some labor disputes going on um, with the union inside of ILCO at that time. And so, uh, you know, I skim over it in the video, but, you know, essentially is what happened was the labor disputes that ILCO had is what um, caused Aaron Fish to move the factory to where it is today in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. So, and the the, the only reason I really bring that up is if you really think about it, um, you know, he has a smaller company, there's labor disputes going on, all of this stuff. All in the meantime, you're just trying to make some key blanks. That's a lot going on um, for one company, a smaller company to handle going through all of that. Yet he did pull it off. So that's some of my thoughts when it comes to um, making the part one and part two i really hope you enjoyed it i honestly did and i want to thank everyone at ilco that got onto a zoom call with me And um, as well as over at JMA as well. And I talked to Jet a little bit too. So you know, the interesting or the funny part is like, you know how like you think you know someone and if my wife would ask me a question, I'd be able to easily rattle off a quick answer to her. But when you're getting ready to say in front of a camera that you're going to release on the internet, you're like, you know what, I better make a few phone calls and make sure I'm getting this right. So thank you to all the folks at uh, Ilco, JMA, and Jet. Who took the time to uh, talk to me about it? A couple hours, too. I mean, we definitely spent a decent amount of time. I was just rapid-firing questions uh, to them. I had a lot of fun. But on to the new exciting news, right? So I essentially end um, part one talking about who's really left in the Keyblink manufacturing industry when it comes to the USA market, right? And I said that there is ILCO. There's JMA. There's Keyline, there's Jet, and there's ESP. Okay? Well, about a week after I released the videos, uh, Jet announced that essentially it had been acquired by Keyline. Now, I don't really know all of the details um, about that. The email um, that was sent out, you know, you could definitely tell they're still in the transition phase of figuring out exactly what everything's going to look like. So, um, here we are, 2021. There's already moves happening, and um, um, essentially, uh, Jet is now a part of the Keyline family. Okay, you know, I said we're almost gonna be done, but you know, I'm getting excited about a couple other things I want to talk about now. So, um, first is I find it fascinating that Aaron Fish had talked about JMA tried to compete with JMA in Europe, and he had a difficult time doing it, you know. Only, you know, and think about this. So, Airfish sold, you know, two thousand one, two thousand two. Only a few years later, JMA comes to America, and um, you know, JMA Ilco—they're definitely fierce competitors. Um, next, when you start looking at Ilco and Keyline, right now, of course, as I talk about, you know, um, uh, Ilco had purchased Silca which was um, Massimo Bianchi. That was his family's business, right? And then a few years later, here we go, 2001, 2002, Aaron Fish gets out of it. Next thing you know, I think it was 2005, 2006, Keyline sets up in America. So here we go. So we got um, two families, essentially, um, back here in America competing against ILCO. All right, everyone. So there you go. That's my thoughts on uh, the Insider Baseball essentially on part one and part two. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for all the great feedback as well as the announcement of Keyline acquiring Jet. We'll see you next time.